0: Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today is Laodicea. That's a really large subject. It doesn't look like a terribly huge study, though, but let's ask the Lord to guide us, dear Jesus. This is the time in which we live. Help us to understand if we need to come out of this condition to go back into the condition of brotherly love or Philadelphia in order to be prepared to face you in the judgment. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. The time of Laodicea began in 1844. Look how quickly people became lukewarm. Was it because they were so disappointed when they discovered that the prophecy of Daniel, that then will the sanctuary be cleansed, did not mean the second coming of Christ, but his going into the most holy place, To receive the kingdom. To receive his bride. And that it was the beginning of the investigative judgment. They were so disappointed. Many of them had given up their lands, their properties, their business. And then Jesus didn't come. But then it was open to them. The understanding of the time of atonement. And they realized the day of atonement was the only ceremonial... um, Sabbath that had not been fulfilled yet and it would be fulfilled at the coming of Christ the final time well, let's begin studying Laodicea very shortly after the disappointment Laodicea began lukewarmness it means judging a just people that's the meaning of Laodicea the Savior introduces himself under three titles Let's read those titles in Revelation 3, verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Those are his three titles. I know that whenever Jesus introduced himself in his prophecies of each of the messages to each of the churches it was specific to the need of that church he introduces himself to laodicea as the amen which means so be it the faithful and true witness faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of god which as we know in john 1 that Um, all things were created by him without him with nothing was nothing made that was made he was the one who God created all things through his son all right let us read on here Laodicea was called lukewarm we can read that in verses 15 and 16 of the same chapter I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I know everyone's familiar with Laodicea and their lukewarm water that they had to drink in their city. Lukewarm water tends to make you throw up, doesn't it? And it says that he would spew them out of his mouth or throw them up. Who caused him to vomit because they were so lukewarm. There's nothing you can do with somebody who's lukewarm and sleeping. They had a boastful spirit while they were destitute. We can read that in Revelation 3, verse 17. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. They had a boastful spirit. They said, I have need of nothing. The only other church that had more verses to it was Thyatira. That was the church of the Dark Ages that went from 538 to 1798. Laodicea has nine verses to it, there was a lot to it, but they have more darkness, don't they? Because at least when they were being persecuted in the church of Thyatira, they realized the preciousness of the message and of salvation. But here, Satan learned that when he persecuted people, they just became more serious. So he didn't persecute Laodicea, they just got comfortable. And then in that way, lost their special relationship with the Lord. They became blind, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Jesus counseled them. He gave them advice. If they wanted to be saved, this is what they needed. Because as the faithful witness, he could tell them what they needed. Let's read that in First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7 Thus the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And what was the gold that he counseled them to buy? It was faith that works by love, wasn't it? Let's read about that. In James 2, 5, James chapter 2, verse 5, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Rich in faith, gold that works by love, I mean, faith that works by love and purifies the soul, that's the gold. And we can read in Revelation 318. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, you are rich in love, faith that works by love, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see the white raiment that he recommended them to buy of him, we can read about in Isaiah 61.10. Don't you love that we can go to other books in the Bible to understand what we're reading about? That's what the Lord said was, His word is of no private interpretation. That's because one book explains another. We're going to go to Isaiah 61, 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. So the white raiment that Jesus recommends that they buy from him is the robe of righteousness. It's his righteousness, isn't it? That that to purchase of him white raiment. So the righteousness, the robe of righteousness is Christ's, isn't it? That the shame of our nakedness do not appear. Let's also read Revelation nineteen eight. Revelation nineteen verse eight. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. That's the righteousness of saints, Christ's righteousness that he gives to us. The eye let's read about in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. These things that Jesus recommends that we buy of him. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And verse 10, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God, as the eyes have. His spirit is searcheth the deep things of God, that we might see. Let's read in First John two twenty-seven. But the anointing which you have received of Him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth and is no lie even as it hath taught you ye shall abide in him what is that anointing we've read that it is the spirit isn't it the spirit of god will anoint our eyes and open them that we might see let's read again in revelation 3:18 the reproof is in love we will read the I Rather, more about the eye sap. Revelation 3.18 I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. That's the faith that works by love and purifies the soul. That thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed. That's the righteousness of saints and the salvation, which is the righteousness of Christ. And that the shame of the nakedness do not appear. Anoint thine eyes and then with eye salve, which is the Holy Spirit and the anointing which we receive, that we can see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. be zealous, therefore, and repent. Jesus is telling them, those who are in Laodicea, which might be us, brothers and sisters, to repent and to buy of him these things. He has all of these things to freely give us. His reproof is in love. Let's read Hebrews twelve five to 11. And you have forgotten the... Okay, I'm going to start in verse 4. You have not yet resisted to blood striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children... My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastening, whereof all are partakers... Then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness, which refers back to the righteousness of saints that is, the white raiment. Now no chastening, for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. And that fruit of righteousness, if we receive the rebuking of the Lord, would be the righteousness of saints, of white linen, which is the righteousness of Christ, which he gives us and he has us put it on by rebuking us and we repent. He invites us to open our hearts. Revelation 3 verse 20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. The overcomers will share Christ's throne. Revelation three, twenty-one and 22 To him that overcometh I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and I've sat down with my Father in his throne. And you can read about that in Revelation 22, for those who are partakers of the first resurrection, when Jesus comes again, will go to sit with thrones with him to judge. Those who don't come up till the second resurrection, which is the wicked, he will get right with us to sit with him in his throne and give us jobs to ju- as judges. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So what did we learn there? Let's review it. The Church of Laodicea began in 1844, but we don't know when it ends. There, Some will stay in that state until the Lord comes again. It means a judging a just people. The Savior introduces himself under the three titles of the Amen, the Faithful and True Witness, the Beginning of the Creation of God. The Laodicean Church was lukewarm. It had a boastful spirit while it was destitute. It was counseled to buy gold and white raiment and eye salve. God reproved Jesus was reproving them in love and was inviting us to open our hearts and become overcomers and shares in Christ's throne. So what was it that he, that he, the true witness recommended for us to do? He said, I, uh, I will become, let's see, where is it? I. Uh, I am trying to find the right word. Um, buy of me. To buy, what was the word he said? I counsel thee. He counselled all of those who find ourselves in the Laodicean condition. He gave his counsel. If we don't want to be spewed out of his mouth and vomited up, if we want to be saved, we need to return to the Philadelphian condition. He says, "I counsel thee to one, buy of me gold tried in the fire, and white raiment." and eye salve that we might see. And we discovered that the white raiment is the righteousness of Christ. The gold tried in the fire is faith that works by love and purifies the soul. And the eye salve is the anointing of the Spirit of God. He advises us to repent and to overcome. So we have a work before us to do if we find ourselves in that condition. And I believe that many of us have that condition, and I include myself in this, and we need to daily come to him, just as Paul advised. So let us close with prayer, and I hope that you have written down those verses, that you might go over them, and seek, search your heart, brothers and sisters, come to the Lord in prayer, and repent of anything that you see in this that might apply to yourself. I think what has happened during the Laodicean age, uh, before I close in prayer, um, <clears throat> is the evangelical movement that began happening where the apostate Protestants have begun to go back to Catholicism. And Catholicism appeals to many people because you In Catholicism, you can be saved in one of two ways. One, in your sins. And two, by your works. And we know that there is not one thread of human devising in the robe of Christ's righteousness. It's His righteousness. He is our righteousness. He is our life. He is the one when we are justified, truly justified by complete repentance, sanctification, and turning around. And beginning to walk with him day by day. He gives us his righteousness. He works it out in us. And then this is putting on his robe of righteousness. It's his righteousness. And he helps us to put on. And anoints us with his Holy Spirit. He indwells us with his Spirit. It's Christ. He didn't send somebody else. It's Jesus dwelling in our hearts by faith. He anoints us. He helps us develop this faith that works by love and purifies the soul. All right, let me close with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, if I have failed to mention something that is important, I pray that your spirit would convict those who are listening, that the time is right upon us, that the time is almost too late for some, that their heart would become so hardened that they're no longer convictable. And they have committed the unpardonable sin that they can no longer be convicted. Lord, I pray that you would help them to repent if anybody is here today that needs it. And know that you are rebuking us in love because you desire us to be with you for eternity. And we can only go one way and that's Christ is the way through him. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that today these brothers and sisters and myself will come to you and confess and repent of any wrongs that might not have been confessed, and that we will open our hearts, get the rubbish out of the way, that you could come in and anoint us with your anointing of your presence. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. And tomorrow morning, we're going to move on to the 12th chapter of Daniel going to be a heavy duty study so I recommend you bring your pen and paper and and uh, put on your (laughs) put on your big girl panties because it's going to be a big study all right have a wonderful day and be blessed today I'll see you in the morning